This is The Cottage Podcast, with a focus on cottage life in Ontario. Well, it's The Cottage Podcast, and although Brian isn't in studio today, he is on the road and will join us later on. Coming up in the show, we will check in again with the Nailer guys. Uh, Both Matt and Travis are out at the boat show in Kingston, and uh, we'll find out how that show's going. Brian's got a story for us on the road, and right now, we're going to have a chat with an author from Bracebridge who has embraced Bracebridge in a new novel that he's written. When you head to Cottage Country this summer, there could be a novel that really puts you in the mood to be there. And uh, in fact, it comes hand in hand with uh, a local in Bracebridge who's written a novel that takes place in Bracebridge and the surrounding area. It's called The Night Wandering. And joining us right now, that author, Matt Sittler, how are you? Thanks for joining us, man. I'm doing great. I'm so glad to be here. Now, this is really cool. Uh, you and I have something in common, a radio background, which uh, by uh, just the nature of that industry makes you yearn to do something else. I'm just kidding. Uh, but uh, you work at uh, Country 102 and Max FM in Cottage Country and uh, in the news department. What made you uh, decide to write a book? Well, you know, what you just said isn't too far from the truth. Uh, as you know, in news, news is a very, you know, momentary thing. It's breaking news every second, and so you're, you're living in that moment-to-moment world. I, and I did always have in the back of my mind to do something more concerted, more maybe artistic, and to lay my, uh, lay my roots down in the novel industry. And so I finally, at the ripe old age of 44, decided to sit down and write one. And uh, the inspiration for the story itself, uh, we'll talk about uh, how it takes place uh, in, in that area. But did you grow up in uh, cottage country? I spent the majority of my youth in Scarborough and Montreal, but I'd always cottaged here since the early 70s. And so, say around 2000, I uh, moved up here. I started working at the Bracebridge Examiner newspaper and did that for about 10 years, and then I made the leap into radio from there. But I've lived here in earnest since 2000. My parents have roots here going back, you know, half a century. So this really is a place that you're familiar with. And uh, so that leads me to this question. Did you have this story in mind for some number of years, or did it develop while you were working up there in, in recent days, and you were like, oh, I've got to get this down. I'm going to write this. How did it come about? It came about from years of covering court cases and, you know, you name it, the stories that come out of cottage country, the soaking up the lore through the years, picking up the vibes of the different areas of Muskoka. It all, it all came to a culmination, and it came after a long uh, court case I sat through. It was nine months long, and it was a horrific murder in, uh, in Bracebridge. It was the Samantha Collins murder, and... At the end of that, I just I just needed to have a release, and I didn't write about the the actual murder. I didn't feel it was right to you know go into the privacy of the family in the murder case again. But I but I definitely drew from that experience and the vibe to start the novel. And uh, how long did it take you to write it? Was it uh, did you just leave work entirely and, and dedicate your t- your time and your spirit to this, or were you writing this in nooks and crannies when you could? I had a break in my career to help my wife for about a good two-year period, and it was during that time. I, the minute I stopped uh, radio at Moose FM in 2015, I wrote a thousand words a day until the thing was done uh, about two and a half years later. 
That's incredible. And, you know, I did, uh, it, there wasn't like 2,000, 200,000 words. There, it was like, you know, not exactly 1,000 a day for the whole time, but it was a lot of finessing and editing, and then, I, and then I got it off to the editor, and, you know, it was a process. Actually, do you mind talking about the process? Uh, and and uh, how, we understand how it began. So once you get on a roll, then what happens in the process of writing a novel? What what happened with me is uh, because it was my first novel. I I um, my process was I listened to the story tell itself, and I listened in my imagination. It was so freeing to to listen to the story talk to me each day, where the characters were going. Uh, I think a lot of people write out a blueprint ahead of time and then try and fit their ideas into it. I kind of did the opposite. I listened to it, and it it kind of came from the unconscious. You know, a lot of it. It's a, a lot of supernatural elements. It's a tight. It's a tight murder supernatural story. It's I'm told it's pretty tense read from you know objective readers, uh, but it's uh, it's got lighthearted moments and and everything. But back to the process, um, it was it was imagination, pure imagination. That's incredible that it could be just invented in your mind, uh, a true uh, skill set. That's what I think sets authors apart from people who can tell a story or have heard a story or or know some. Uh, lore that you can actually encapsulate it in an entirely new creative work. It's it's almost uh, it's otherworldly. I think that it comes into your mind. I feel the same about painters or you know musicians that can just create something that has never been heard before or seen before. A story that's never been heard before uh, is uh, just as big an artistic work in my mind. Uh, any plans for this actual novel going into? film or uh, anything else. I know that, uh, for example, in the in the uh, podcast world, true crime is kind of a big deal. And if this is spun of that, have you considered that? I, I've considered a lot of things, a lot of projects. So, you know, after I finished it, I was, I was wow, you know, I, I did this thing and I'm really proud of it. And it's, it's uh, moving people, the people that read it are really moved by it and they're struck by the originality. And I think I think hearkening back to the process, when you when you go the route I went and you listen to it tell you uh, its story, that's how you know something original is born into the world artistically. And um, so, back to your question, uh, I do I think it would make an amazing movie. A lot of people say it's very kind of cinematic in its uh, in its the imagery I produce. One one reader has gotten back to me and said, you know, a lot of authors when they're describing things throughout the novel and locations, they tend to use the same words, but, but you found a different and unique way to describe each situation. And she found that to be a real strength. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to see it turned into a movie. I think cottage country deserves a movie. There's certainly enough celebrities in cottage country to make that happen. Uh, uh, you know, so maybe just start pitching it around at the Marina. I- I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, no, no, that's a great idea. I have to, uh, I have to get on the self promotion bandwagon. It's hard to, juggle between the news world and that but i'm making a go of it for sure any plans for another novel have you uh, been inspired now that you you know that you can do this will you just unleash the demon like uh, stephen king yeah actually i've started the second novel already and i have a pretty good idea where it's going and, and in this this way i'm kind of writing in uh in spurts as you say because i holding down the full-time job, but it's, it's a lot easier, too, because having been through the process the first time, you can kind of skip the parts where you went wrong. Yeah, you can make it a little more efficient, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, efficient. That's the perfect word, yeah. Right. Well, you know what? Maybe I should become a, a novelist myself. I'm starting to pick perfect words. That never happened. You're rubbing off on me, Matt. <laughs> 
Matt Sitter, the book is called The Night Wandering, and uh, it takes place in Bracebridge and throughout Muskoka, which is where Matt is right now. Uh, Where can people get the book, and how can they reach out to you? They can get the book at the Healing Room in in Bracebridge. It's a it's a store on the main street. They can get it on Amazon.com predominantly. And uh, if they wanted to reach me, they can hit me up on Twitter. I'm always on there at Matthew Sittler on Twitter. Thanks for joining us and uh, continued success. Have a wonderful summer at the cottage, or I guess at home for you. Yeah, at home, and uh, and hopefully we'll see you when you come up. I can't wait. Yeah, I am going to pick up a copy of the book. I want it signed, so uh, I look forward to it and uh, reading it at the cottage this summer. Well, as the Doc Dynasty continues and its journeys across Ontario in early spring uh, lead them to some of the most wonderful places in Ontario, today, Matt Naylor speaks with Kyle Wilson, and uh, of course, he's in Kingston, Ontario, one of the amazing dealers across the nation carrying Naylor products. How are we doing, sir? Good, man. So now you've made your way from the Cottage Life show just on the uh, weekend all the way to Kingston. And what's the occasion in Kingston? We are here live right now in the Kingston Boat Show. So this is a joint uh, show. It's the Boat Show along with the Home and Garden Show. Oh, well, that all kind of... In Kingston, when spring comes and it all comes alive... It all happens at the same time. Everybody's on the boat. Everybody's getting the window boxes and the property all cleaned up and looking beautiful. So that makes sense to me. It does. That that cabin fever set in, and and it's everybody is anxious to get back to the cottage and, and enjoy the summer, get some of that summer heat and a little bit of sun on the face. And so we're all excited and we're looking forward to it. Now, before we uh, get into the Kingston side of things, let's go back just a couple of minutes to Toronto, where you guys were at the Cottage Life Show. How did that work out for you? That was a really big show. It was an awesome show. It's always an awesome show. Those uh, Blue Ant Media there and uh, Cottage Life, uh, they put on a fantastic show, and we're always appreciative to be there. And it's, uh, it's always a good time when we're in uh, Toronto doing the Cottage Life Show. We just received our 25-year... Um, uh, appreciation award from them. I think the show's been on for 26 years. We've, we've been there for 25, so um, we are a dedicated Cottage Life goer. Well, I have to say this. Uh, everybody that was uh, uh, there as an exhibitor and the people that came, there was a great uh, mesh of communication. That's something that I noticed. There was a lot of people asking questions and getting the answer they needed right there at the Cottage Life show. What were some of the big inquiries that you guys found uh, that you were uh, handling while you were there? Uh, one of the biggest things is, is, of course, moving forward with their plans on, on a dock or a boat lift or, or, or even, in some cases, purchase of a uh, piece of property and what, what we could do to better off their experience at that property uh, and potentially uh, uh, even looking at retirement uh, um, potential in on the lake. Um, we, we get a pile of inquiries, and, and my brother and I travel all over Ontario uh, doing estimates for, for people to give them an idea of what, what we can do to, to make their experience at the lake even even better, uh, more enjoyable, and, and, and rest and relaxation. Okay, I promise. We're going to get to Kingston next. Just tell me this. What is the coolest product you guys have out this year that everybody wants the most? The number one product going right now is our brand new Dominator series. It is the heaviest duty, uh, heaviest gauge dock that we manufacture now. 
and it is for the worst possible places that you could put a dock, and that's the reason we call it the Dominator. It does exactly <laughs> what it's intended to do. Well, that's awesome. And, of course, I would imagine you're getting some inquiries about that uh, in Kingston right now. And uh, you're joined, as I understand it, by Kyle Wilson, your dealer in Kingston from Docks R Us. And uh, let's uh, let's find out a little bit about uh, what their plans are for the spring coming up and uh, what they can expect uh, to be out there with, with their clients. So I'll hand over to Kyle right now. Hello? Hi, Kyle. Thanks for taking the time. How are you today? So great. How's the show going for you so far? Good. We've had a lot of inquiries on docks and lifts so far in the last few hours. I just asked this of Matt, and maybe the scenario for you is very specific. What are some of the major systems that uh, you guys get inquiries about day to day? A lot of a lot of the tower docks have been uh, around the area that I think that's going to work well in uh, adding it into my um, business. Um, because the ice conditions around the Kingston general area are pretty bad. Now describe the tower and, dock to us. Uh, tower dock connects to the shoreline, and um, there's a big box with a winch on it and a lifting frame, and it lifts up in the wintertime or the fall, late fall, so that the ice don't get a hold of the dock and destroy it for the customer. Um, what a great the, system. Yeah, it's a very well built system. Uh, it sounds like a real. Con- it sounds like a really. I was going to say very functional, uh, usable system that just takes a lot of the hassle out of having a dock. Yeah, for sure. Mo- like fifty percent of the homeowners could do the lift of themselves because um, the cables come from the factory all to length. Uh, they just hook them up and they tuck underneath the dock in the sun in the summertime, uh, so you can't see them. All the panels come off. Um, you can go with composite, um, cedar, or um, uh, the new uh, lightweight plastic decking. And you just store them in your shed over the winter and put them back on the summer when the dock's down in place. So not only is it easy to use, but you're preserving your dock over a period of time. And they're not cheap to put in. You want them to last. Correct. Um, they're, a, you know, a not... Not that uh, no maintenance involved in them. Where a floating dock, you know, you, ice conditions can move them around, and you're constantly adjusting anchors and and so on. Tell us about Docks R Us. What do you guys uh, do? How long you've been around, and uh, uh, what can people expect from you as a company? Uh, I've been building docks since I was like 14 years old. Um, went on my own about five years ago. And uh, it's a funny story how I got involved with nailers. Um, I've always liked their product and always wanted, I put in lifts before for uh, the customers back in the day. And um, last summer I uh, got a call from Matt and then I got talking to some of Matt's employees about, you know, what what was going on. They said, oh, we work for nailers. I, t- I didn't even know at the time. I said, oh, I said, I'd like to, I wish I could sell their product. They really have always liked it. And I you know, installed lifts, you know, and stuff before back back in the day and bought them elsewhere. And uh, they said, well, we're looking for, Matt will give you a call tomorrow. They're looking for somebody to take on selling their their products in the area. So that's great. So Matt called me in the morning, and then we did probably, oh, I'd say 20 jobs last year in a short uh, period. And wow. I'm willing to, ready to go forward and make it, 
even better. What an awesome story. It began with a job that just led to so much more in the way of work because you could rely on the product and he could rely on you. This is a nice relationship. Oh, and it's came to, you know, like a kind of a bit of a personal friendship between Matt and Trav. Like, you know, like we don't just always talk about business. You know, we talk about cars and, you know, personal life and kids and all that, which makes it a better situation in the end of the day. Um, Working with them, it's not all about business, you know. Um, It's the kind of thing that, you know, like I could go out for dinner with them as a, you know, and you feel like family. And uh, that makes it a lot better than, you know, like a big, corporation out of you know overseas or whatever and the quality of the products are all built in canada and it's a family-run business which you know means a lot to me too well you know you raise a good point and that's what i love most about these guys is that they are a family and they take making a good product seriously but also their customer service is it's them they put their own name on this product therefore they stand behind it that's why i i really enjoy my time with matt and uh, Travis, because there's no BS. They are who they are, and the product is great, and they're nice people. Well, and I, I, you know, in the summertime, work seven days a week, and, uh, you know, sometimes I have to work on Sundays doing installs and things, and, you know, um, with the guy, with my own guys, and if I have a problem, I can call, um, you know, their personal cell phone number and say, hey, this is what's going on here. We have an issue. What do you think I should do to make this better? Or, you know, send some photos. Yep. Where, you know, corporations out of the States or, you know, overseas, you're not going to get that. You know, it's Monday 8 to 5, and after 5, you're not getting a hold of them. Well, they take pride in their business and want to grow it. And, you know, that's why they're so successful at what they're doing. Kyle, I've enjoyed talking to you. Where can people get in touch with Docs R Us in Kingston? Uh, you can contact me at my cell phone number, which is 613-888-9200, or my email address at docsareus at gmail.com or www.docsareus.ca. Kyle Wilson, Docs R Us, uh, a nailer dealer, in uh, Kingston, and uh, wishing you a wonderful boat show and uh, a fantastic summer. Thanks for joining us, Kyle. All right. Have a great day. Thanks, buddy. Well, Matt, it seems like you've got uh, a strict policy of only finding fantastic people to sell your product, huh? You've got it here. We we really uh, enjoy the time that we've had with Kyle here, and uh, it's been a great relationship, and I, I'm looking forward to many, many more years of working with Kyle. It's, uh, he does a great job. Well, as we wind things down for this episode, Brian Liss, we're actually not Brian Liss because he's joining us on the phone right now. Hey, bud. Hey, Mike, well, pretty good show altogether. Hey, uh, Mike, Matt what's just joined us to talk about his book, The Night Wandering, uh, that takes place in Cottage Country, the Bracebridge, Muskoka area. Just a great guy. And uh, I had a chance to check in with the Doc Dynasty again. Uh, thanks to the Nailers, by the way, for uh, checking in from the Kingston Boat Show, where they are this weekend. Uh, I know you are out and about, and you wanted to uh, kind of put a highlight on what's coming up in uh, next week's episode. So let's have it. Yeah, well, Mike, you know what? It's um, it's that time of year, and um, what I'm talking about is bugs. So um, I've been uh, out there doing some research and talking to some uh, pest control companies about 
different uh, different ways to protect your cottage and uh, from rodents and from insects and things like that. So uh, I'm hoping that uh, next show we'll have. Uh, All right, that's coming up Able on Cottage Control. Podcast. Visit cottagepodcast.com and follow us on the socials at Cottage Podcast. Don't forget to tell a friend and subscribe to the show, Brian. Thanks for checking in. Even if it was just for a minute, you're so lazy. No problem. Oh, Can't thanks wait to for see covering, you next brother. Week. I Have really a great do weekend. appreciate it. Uh, you too. Be sure to subscribe to The Cottage Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio, or visit us at thecottagepodcast.com. The Cottage Podcast was recorded at the Best Media Podcast Studios in Toronto. For more information about podcasting, visit thebestmedia.com.